0: Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win, including boosted same-game parlays for the upcoming NBA action after the football season. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $10, Win $200 offer. Just bet $10 and win 200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER, and in Michigan, Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Listen to the Greenlight Pod on Apple, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be there.
1: Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Mm. Ah. Mike Golick Jr. recaps the 2022 NFL Draft with Macon and Chris they talk the record nine trades in round one, the quarterbacks taken, the draft classes for the Eagles and the Patriots, and Mike talks about his new podcast, Gojo. Elsewhere in today's episode, we talk about NFL offseason homecomings, contemplate an exit interview from God upon your demise, and we recap our Las Vegas trip. Hey, y'all enjoy.
0: With the tip of the cap to Ryan Rossillo and Scott Van Pelt. yeah, uh, Hell. Overrated? Underrated? Properly rated?
2: I think that hell is properly rated. <laughs>
0: How so?
2: Um, it's enough of a, you know, you got the carrot or the stick. It's enough of a stick where yeah. like, ah, you should probably, probably shouldn't litter, you know? Yeah, but
0: why are our prisons like full? Well, that's our fault the United States, but, but generally I don't think, I don't think hell is doing it for people.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but it's doing it for me, you know? And yes, me, yeah. so I can only really speak for myself. Afraid of, no, no, but it's been such a constant uh, in my life uh, <laughs> since, you know, the, uh, the church folk try to, try to scare you with it from an early age, that's Sunday school, you know? I think hell's overrated. Okay. I ain't going. I will decline going as well. <laughs> Just but. not
0: going. So one of our associates ate an edible Saturday night in Vegas before dinner. Supposedly the, the edible was still working uh, during the morning flight. But one of the things that came out of our associates mouth at dinner was I would really like it if uh, you had an exit interview when you died.
2: Oh, that's good. With with God or with like a... I think it's with God, but his his whole
0: thing was like an exit interview that tells you what you actually could have done. Like what, what potentials you did not exhaust. Like you could have been like the best ukulele player in history, but you never picked one up. Yeah, I like that. Or like this was a good choice, this was a bad choice. Right,
2: there will be some positive reinforcement too. Yeah, for a sure. pat on the back.
0: For sure, for sure. We don't want you moping into hell.
2: And you, And you really get you really get God. You don't get like a like a GM like type. God's secretary. Yeah. <laughs> hey, God's really jammed up today. Yeah. You'll be meeting with a lot Mike. of people
0: died today. I don't know if you heard about the pandemic, but
2: yeah. Hey, the fricking Cubs are in extras, so God's tied up with you a bunch think of God prayers. Likes the Cubs. Hey, you know, people, sporting events. I don't think
0: God likes the cops.
2: They're hollering. I might have hollered at God in in, in the 2019 final. But exit four, interview. In
0: that would be something.
2: Yeah, that's good. I like it.
0: I don't believe in hell, man. If you if you believe in hell out there, I think you're silly as fuck.
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> you're so silly.
0: Yeah, and you and you know the the next twenty years or however long you live, you're going to be like, well, that that Chris, he's going to
2: hell, and he'll find out. No, I won't. What about heaven? I don't know. Oh. So you're saying the bad option doesn't exist and the good option might exist. No, I don't think you go up to a
0: cloud, dude. I think what happens is... Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I think your soul stays here. Stays here. I think your soul stays here. and In what capacity? I don't know. I think it might be a reincarnation thing. I think it also might be a thing where like, I'm just hovering over this room. Do you ever think about... I will haunt this room, dude. If y'all continue the podcast after my expiration, I will haunt the fuck, I'll just be knocking shit over in here. I'll be knocking the camera over. I'll be kicking your leg off the, you try to cross your legs, I'll just kick it, kick your legs, kick them. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah, (laughs) I will haunt the fuck out of this studio.
2: Shoehorn, Wisconsin. Hello! Why shoehorn? Uh. Uh, it's a random, it's a random. Random word.
0: place. Yeah. Never heard Actually, of Actually,
2: I place. heard that uh, quarterback Bailey Zappi might He's have been from, from Shoehorn, Wisconsin. No. Have, not, have not confirmed. Have not verified. We should have said he- say hello to hell. Okay. Blacksburg, Virginia. <laughs> hello. Oh, that's good. You know what's funny? When you guys go to Vegas, yeah. I-, I get sick from staying home. A little really? tickle in my throat. Really? Yeah. That's how close this team is. That's right. That's that right. You're I'm, 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 I i <laughs> do not know voice? that. Yeah. you what your voice sounds like, my throat feels like.
0: Okay. I was in a nightclub the other night. Tiesto, by the way, was brilliant. We'll talk about it in a little bit. And Dr. Fags gets here in the, uh, in the B block, C block, whatever you want to call it. But there, were, I mean, there, there's so much COVID in there, dude. Like, yeah. I'm just at some point, you're just like, you just let it wash over you. You know, I, I've technically not had it yet, what but mean, now I'm back from Las Vegas. Well, I've never, I think I've had it before, but I, I've never tested positive. Okay, And I've been vigilant, but I was just in a nightclub, man. And uh, to think that I went from that nightclub, the people in Whole Foods yesterday that were walking by me in the aisles would have had a fucking conniption had they known what I was doing Saturday night.
2: Were you masked?
0: Yes, of course. Of course. Because I'm respectful. These are the customs in this here
2: Whole Foods. I've walked into an establishment like covering my mouth, and it's like, "Hey, respect." I'm, this is I'm showing respect, but I no longer have like three masks on my person at all times, and I, I don't even have one in you the look car. Like
0: the speak no evil, monkey.
2: Yeah. Hey, Dickie Fuller died on uh, this day in 1987, May the third. He was, um, of course, a famous cricketer, Dickie Fuller. Now you're saying you're saying, "Hey, make." Do you mean the Dickie Fuller test? which tests the null hypothesis that a unit root is present in an auto-regressive time series model. And I say to you, no, I'm talking about Dickie Fuller, the uh, the, the cricketer. Dickie Fuller, um, he was a burly all-rounder who battled in the lower order and bowled right arm fast medium with a slinging action. So RIP Dickie Fuller. Uh, it's hard to believe uh, 35 uh, years gone I remember, now. remember it well. Yeah. I was two. Yep. Oh, crickets.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, uh, we should probably do layup line. Yeah. Get on with this podcast because I got to talk to you about a lot today. We're going to talk about Vegas on the back half. Uh, I learned a lot about some of the people in this staff this weekend. It was a really informative trip. Um, And also we have Mike Golick Jr. coming on, host of the Gojo podcast, which dropped yesterday. That's our guy. Uh, So Mike Golick Jr. will be breaking down the draft with us in a few
2: minutes here. But first, layup line today. Get you ready. I nominate Everybody Needs Somebody to Love uh, by the Blues Brothers. All right. Good choice. All
0: right. Let's go. Now we're ready to go. We're ready to go. And if I'm Honey Badger... I'm psyched because I'm coming home. By the way, this has been, and Honey Badger just signed with the Saints, we, we found out. I was hoping he'd end up in Philly, but Honey Badger's in New Orleans. It, he is from New Orleans. Uh, LSU guy, we know that. Uh, Bobby Wagner came home to LA this offseason. Tyreek Hill came back to Florida this offseason. Uh, this is the newest trend in football. Work from home. Work from home, right, yeah. exactly. Like, we don't need business meetings. We don't need suits and ties. We just need Zoom. I mean, like, guys. These guys are coming home. These Devonte Adams coming home to mm. Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Okay, like he grew up a Raiders fan. We're coming home. Hollywood Brown, Kyle Aiden Hutchinson, Ikea Kwanu. So homecomings. That's what the theme of this NFL offseason, and I think this is going to be a good one for uh, for Honey Badger. I feel like if you're a New Orleans guy coming home, New Orleans is like the most hype homecoming ever. Like that is such a place that's proud. Of itself for good reason. And like people that play there, like people you meet that are from New Orleans, you know they're from New Orleans. So I just really think this is going to work out well. I know it's like Honey Badger couldn't play any harder. You know, it's funny because you think you're going 100%, but maybe playing in front of that, you know, the boot, the crowd down there makes them get find that 110. I'm pretty excited uh, for Honey Badger and I'm excited for the city of New Orleans. Like that's going to be, that jersey is going to sell like fucking beignets dude
2: so coach you really liked taysom hill huh i still think about not being able to get off that question
0: bro that was the funniest shit ever dude when we had sean payton on and it was your turn to ask a question that you really wanted to ask which was about taysom hill coach taysom hill (laughs) couldn't finish line i had to finish the question i was like some people don't like
2: taysom hill coach what do you think about that (laughs)
0: And then he was super cool about it.
2: (laughs) But yeah, so... I'm with you. That's a a good fit. How could it not be?
0: How could it not be? And I don't know how many turnovers they forced last year, but they're going to force more. That's his thing. I mean, you're getting leadership. You're getting a guy that's won a championship. He's seen it all. And now he
2: comes home, maybe to finish his career. And Jameis Um, is your quarterback, so just... Sudden change all over the place. You don't know that. It could be. It's going it to be a be, tennis match down there.
0: Yeah. It could be. Maybe there's something else. Who else is on the roster? Uh, Chris Olave. Yeah. Holy shit. Should have drafted that linebacker from Montana State. He played a little quarterback. Falcons got him.
2: Cam Jordan. Kamara.
0: Is the best quarterback in the hate week rivalry. The linebacker from, from uh, Montana State. His highlights look great. I was really into the hi- highlights this weekend. Like, you show me some highlights, and I will be sold on a kid.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Just show me five plays.
2: Really like this kid. Yeah. Great pick. Um, I, I noticed they didn't do uh, Trayvon Walker's uh, Evan Neal film. They uh, they shied away from that.
0: Everybody runs into a uh, buzzsaw every once in a while. It was Jeff Ota for me. Mm. Holy shit. Oh, we didn't really get a chance to rush him a lot, I, you know, but... Uh, When I was over there in the the run game, oh my God, him and Orlando Franklin. Those two dudes were big physical jokers we played senior year, and I was like, yeah, tape's good, but.
2: It was basically just your Away Maryland film that they ran on loop.
0: Oh yeah, the Away Maryland film was
2: great. When you deceased that poor quarterback.
0: Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Chris Turner, I wonder where he is right now.
2: SVP, what up?
0: All right, so we've got Gojo. Mike Golick Jr. coming up here in a second, and uh, remember, stick around for uh, a little bit more Vegas talk and uh, a little read around the world. We got a couple odd odds and ends here to, to wrap it up at the end of the show, so hang in there and uh, enjoy Mike Golick Jr. I recently received my Helix mattress, and I'm obsessed with it. It was so quick and fun to unbox. I absolutely love it. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattresses are great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took Helix Quiz and I was matched with the Helix Midnight mattress because I wanted something that felt medium and I sleep on my back sometimes. My Helix mattress is a huge upgrade over what I used to have. Delivery and setting up was fast and easy. The mattress is soft, but really supportive and I'm falling asleep right away. So if you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz and order the mattress that you're matched to and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2021 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving sleep. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com greenlight. Just go to helixsleep.com greenlight, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. This is something we've been waiting on for a while here. Uh, We were two dudes in Vegas, and now I I suppose we're both home. Uh, It looks like Mike Golick Jr. is home. And I know this because he started a new podcast today. I don't think he did it from Vegas. It's called Gojo. It is out your yesterday, our today. Uh, And it's awesome because he's doing it with uh, one of his best friends, just like me. Brandon Newman is his buddy uh, and they started it, uh, yesterday. So you can find it where Mike Golick
3: jr. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, check that out in all those spots, but yeah, we're, uh, we're excited about that, man. And I was actually like, I meant to pick your guys' brains about this. Uh, Chris, I was at your, uh, charity golf tournament for water boys. Great foundation. You do so much and work we appreciate with and-
0: that brother. That was awesome seeing you there, dude. It was great having you in. Well,
3: it was a blast and like obviously Macon did a phenomenal job emceeing the live auction. I know he was nervous about that before, but, you know, I, I saw the dynamic between you guys and I know how long you've known each other. So I kind of wanted to get a sense of what I'm getting into now going in and starting cer- to work cer- with someone death. I've known.
2: Certain death. Delete the friendship. <laughs> Just is gone, dude. It's, it's going. On, yeah. Welcome to the business partnership. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nah, I've got uh, I've got a few things to say. One. <laughs> Mike, I will never forget that you gave me uh, reassurance that night. I was nervous. Um, I can't remember for the life of me what you said exactly, but I felt better after having talked to you. And then I think we were at an, a, a crossroads where we could have left the conversation, but I would have left you on an island. So instead we went, We went. I needed to get a gin. So we walked together to get a gin. And uh, then I think we joined... If,
0: it was a good night. There was a friendship that was born. Honestly, because Macon need the reassurance and Mike gave him the reassurance and Mike also being in the industry. I think that made a lot, uh, you know, that, that, that did a lot for you hearing, hey, great job, Macon. Great.
2: I didn't hear that. I haven't, I didn't talk to Mike afterwards. Oh, well, he told
3: me great job.
2: Okay. He
0: said, you did a great job. And let, the jokes let,
3: landed. Yeah. Let me tell you now. Great job. Laugh out loud. The the Howie Long Sketchers joke okay, that I thanks. feel like not enough people in the crowd gave time or appreciation to was a legit LOL for me. I know a lot of people just type that. They don't mean it. I typed it and I mean it. In
0: this Okay. One. okay so well, you, you want to give the people what that joke was real quick?
2: Yeah, sure. It's live auction. We call Howie Long up on the stage and I say, uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Howie? Howie who? How Long, do you think it'll take him to get up here in his hands-free Skechers slip-ins? <laughs> and by the time I got slip-ins off, Howie was on the stage. Oh, he was on your person. Bear-hugging me. What did he me. say to you in your ear after you said that? I don't know. I was too busy celebrating getting the joke off. Okay. I was, I was fired yeah. up about
0: that. There <laughs> it might have been a threat. You might
2: want to run that back. Yeah, so golf tournaments...
0: Mike and his family uh, have a golf tournament coming up, the subpar. Was it the
3: Golic Subpar Tournament? Yeah, figured the double entendre worked in a couple of ways there. But, yeah, the Golic Subpar tournaments in South Bend June 26th and June 27th. Going to go and benefit uh, uh, four charities, local charities there in South Bend where my folks have a home now. It's been home for our family in a lot of ways for a long time. So very excited for that one. Uh, You know, I've been spamming people with links for that can check it out there's a whole twitter page for it and all that but very excited and i mostly have to pub this so my mom won't stab me this is her pet like this is her project this is her baby and so i I gotta make sure i execute we already
0: know but also i'm trying to get up there and and i don't know i can't guarantee you if i go do i have to hit a golf ball
3: no, absolutely not. Listen, okay. we're willing to accommodate and meet people wherever they are. Oh, that's we're fine with you about. not hitting yeah, That's ball.
0: why you're a great family, I've, man. Honestly, and I've known, shout out to uh, Uncle Bob. Uh, Bob used to come over to my house when I was a kid. Bob Golick, teammates with my dad. He was really cool to me. And then his pops, Mike, was really cool to me pretty much any time I ran into him. And now me and Mike Jr. are friends. So, like, this is fucking sick. And Mike also climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, with uh with water boys a few years ago for conquering kelly so if i don't show up to this golf tournament i feel like i'm a bad friend so i think i'm going to be at this golf tournament also after hosting my own golf tournament i gotta tell you they are fucking awesome i get why everybody does golf tournaments like i don't even like golf were you rained out on tuesday we were kind of rained out on tuesday mike who was the best golfer that you
3: saw the best golfer that I saw, oh, Sam Bradford. And it was the least surprising thing on earth because pretty much all quarterbacks have that beautiful smooth swing. They've got time to practice, but yeah, he was lights out.
0: Yeah, Sammy was great. So we really look forward to the sub. Have the you been to,
2: to Notre Dame Stadium?
0: Uh, no, I haven't, but you like
2: to talk Go- to us gorgeous about Gorgeous concourse. It's beautiful. You could eat off the toilets yeah. on here. Now, once you get inside, all right, you got Jesus in the distance yeah. and a basilica of some yeah. sorts, but mm-hmm. that concourse is, is <laughs> goodness, number one in the nation.
3: We make a hell of a concourse. If we're known for nothing else at this point, concourse you, Notre Dame.
2: Con- Con- concourse hey, U. <laughs> Mike, how hot is Field Yates? One to ten. I got him at a ten oh he's a he's a stone cold 10 I, I legitimately
3: we recorded with him Brandon asked me how old field was and I could not give him a realistic number because I know everyone always does that thing where they lie about their age you could tell me field Yates was is 25 for the next 30 <laughs> that years doesn't mean and you're hot, I just <laughs> want to
0: object here a little bit like looking young doesn't necessarily always mean looking hot I know that like people that have perpetually look young when they turn 50 they're like huh, how about now motherfuckers but I'm like that doesn't make you sexy do you have field self Of a ten? I don't I don't do that. Okay. All (laughs) right. I don't have field at a ten, bro. I don't have field at a ten, bro. Okay. Two ten. I don't have field at a ten. (laughs) One 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 (laughs) abstain. He could have what's fields? Let's talk about fields measurables. Height.
3: Oh man. Field height, I would probably list him right around like five eleven, six foot. He's not a short king. Okay, he's
0: not a short king. He's no no just fine then. He's just fine then. North of an eight, I'll give you north of an eight. Okay,
3: there we go. Field Yates, and you have to go back and Google his old pictures from his sports days at Wesleyan. Oh, because we had Field like now. You look at Field; he's in shape. You know, he's he's trained for distance run before stuff like that. He used to be Beef Yates. Like he had himself a thick neck back when he was playing football and or lacrosse.
0: He looks a little bit like Tate back at Wesleyan.
2: State, Fra- yeah. State Frazier? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right
0: uh yeah. and that's not a that's not a knock dude Field oh yates i got is, like a,
2: i got like a younger brewski at. oh Wesleyan. yeah okay okay okay, okay maybe bruce bruce yates uh
0: yeah yeah no he's a stud dude this guy's a stud look at him oh look he's he's in the weight room in seven of his uh google image pictures okay I, i'm seeing where you're coming from dude Fu- he likes fitness funny
2: there was a photographer there that day
0: <laughs> funny i was just doing <laughs> what are the odds? My bicep curls um Hey, listen, Field Yates is the first guest on Gojo. Check it out. Uh, it's already out in the universe. Are you like, uh, you got a, you got a uh, bucket list guest before we get into this draft thing?
3: Yeah, uh, me and Brandon were talking about this the other day. Uh, we have two right now. Uh, one on that list is Jason Sudeikis. He feels like the ultimate nice guy celebrity, huge Ted Lasso fan, great sneaker collection, all things that check the box there. Yeah. And then the other one's T-Pain. Yes. T pains Twitch stream has become must see TV. He almost single handedly got me through the beginning of the pandemic. I don't know if you guys remember those Versus battles they were doing. Love the Versus battles. When him and Lil John did their Versus battle, it was instant transportation back to college. And it was, you know, peak pandemic. So we were really doing the shelter at home thing. And I was like, a full bottle of red deep in my kitchen, just absolutely loving life, not knowing at that point how messed up our brains were were going to be from all that.
0: You were auto-tuning your life. And that, and that probably felt good because it felt like it felt 2010. Great. And that, for me, it was the locks battle. We've talked about this a couple times. That oh. was like, that brought me back to college. I had a dip set t-shirt and obviously I, my allegiance was with the locks. So I was very thankful at the end of that night. Um, versus battles were awesome. Jason Sudeikis, I've gotten a chance to meet him. You would not be disappointed. Really, really nice guy. Although you and I do not park our cars in the same garage on Ted Lasso. I'm a known Ted Lasso hater. Mm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Some people hate, you know, stuffed animals and unicorns and shit. And that's me. I got you, Mike. Don't worry about it. (laughs)
3: I mean, the darkness of season two didn't even do it for I you. I never and all of a sudden, season two, dude. Oh, see, if if you're, if your gripe with Ted Lasso is that it's you know unicorns and bunnies and all that stuff, might I invite you to its darker cousin, okay. season two, okay. where they basically like cut the bunny's head off and strew the stuffing through the streets. Well, somebody
0: gets clipped, okay. I'm going season two then. I'm going He's straight not. to season two. I, I might go to season two. He's not
3: going to do it. <laughs> All right. So
0: so we've got, so we had this thing called the NFL draft that I'm sure a lot of people are glad is over. Uh, I know I am. I'm glad to be home. Like when you get back from Vegas, is there a better city to land back from and just like lay in your bed or go for a drive? Is there a better city than Vegas to return from?
3: It's not even close it's it's not even close and you you definitely were made to chill. I watched that uh, that draft broadcast <laughs> that you guys had going on. The second so, day, I
0: don't think we talked about a draft pick, dude.
3: <laughs> no, no, I mean, I saw what was that? Was that when Julian Edelman came by like multiple times and yeah. you and Charlotte were just going over there to flick up picks with him? Yeah, like, so, so, that's the draft coverage we need. So
0: these were the guys that we had in, and anybody can go back on YouTube <laughs> if you feel like it. You can check out our, our live stream, but we had David Tyree in there. We had Jules come in there. Uh, we had a whole bunch of players. Eric Armstead came in there. A bunch of awesome dudes. And then Charlotte came in there, uh, who we love, Charlotte Wilder. Charlotte Wilder. I didn't even. I didn't even see her on the itinerary. I just saw her in the Blue Wire studio. I was like, I saw the door closing, and I saw like an eighth of Charlotte Wilder's face, and I was like, that's Charlotte Wilder. Get her in here. She stayed for an hour and a half. She rescued the live stream. And then as Golic, uh just alluded to. We're live streaming the draft and we're at the same property as the Gronk Beach Party. So there all of a sudden we don't know what's going on. At about three PM or whatever it is, it starts looking like there's zombies walking through the fucking casino and there's a glass wall that separates the studio from like the hallway that people stumble back to their rooms or the B bar. Uh And Julian Edelman rolls up in this army of like just absolute zombies. He's wearing a full Terry Claw suit and he's on fucking planet Mars, dude. And he's licking the glass and he's like putting his face up to the glass and we're like, oh, this is good content. Should we run this by Jules before we put this out on a social? We didn't, Uh, but it was great to see Jules. It was great to see everybody. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time. So every now and again, it's important to stop and reset. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. You know, it's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduations, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever right now. Uh, And it's my favorite season, if I'm being honest. It's a great season to take a second for ourselves in the midst of all this craziness. So this year, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Much like me. The mountains on the bottles, cans, uh, you know, like they turn blue when your beer's cold. Come on, this is a chilling beer. You always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit a reset, just open a Coors Light. I can hear it right now. Mountain cold refreshment. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com greenlight Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Mike, I want to talk to you about the trades. I know you guys talked about the trades on Gojo. Uh, So here I am plucking content. This is what's called plucking content from your guest. You listen to their podcast, and then you ask them what they talked about. It's a really good strategy. Mike, what was your favorite trade from the draft, and what was your least favorite trade from the draft?
3: Uh, I mean, my favorite trade from the draft overall was the one that kind of sent everything on tilt, right? Like A.J. Brown heading to Philly and... It really you know two parts there obviously root for the home team on that one I, I did grow up an Eagles fan obviously no present company so yeah. I'm willing to cater to the uh, home crowd on this but no it just it was it had been a pretty tame draft before that because we had had a lack of quarterbacks get off the board you didn't get one until Kenny pick it came off at 20 and then that was it so I think that and sort of what it signify right because they send him to Philly he immediately gets paid which is awesome for him love to see guys get the money but then Tennessee falls that up by drafting Traylon Burks out of Arkansas who more or less in the similar build right stockier receiver great slot guy in that Arkansas offense and right. kind of mimicking what we saw with the Tyreek Hill trade with Kansas City where you got rid of a big time receiver who was coming up on a payday and wanted one and then drafted younger talent underneath hoping it would kind of even things out in that regard so you know While I don't always love the message it sends because you want to see guys get paid, it still worked out for everyone involved, but it's just kind of interesting to monitor because we've had so many wide receivers, so many quality wide receivers coming into the league in the last few years that you figured something like this was kind of bound to happen at some point.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at this stat right now, which is nuts. Eagles haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver uh, since 2014, and that was Jeremy Macklin, who I had dinner with a couple months ago in Philly, and I can assure you we are both washed, Uh, and there have been uh, 141,000-yard receivers uh, by 68 individuals since Macklin. So uh that's a lot, dude. And I didn't know that. I mean, like I, I could have swore Alshon Jeffrey had a thousand the Super Bowl year, but obviously uh that's been a thing. That and linebacker, okay, it's been louder them trying to figure out the receiver thing because you know about the Rager, the JJ thing. Um, they, they seem to have hit relatively speaking on Devontae, but this is a thing that they've more loudly had to answer for. The linebacker thing has been quieter. Eagles have not invested in linebackers for a while, dude. Definitely not since I played there. And this offseason, they have invested in two of them in a pretty big way. Nicobe Dean fell to them. Uh, and then they also grabbed uh, Kazir White from uh, L.A. And I really like that kid as well. We'll get to Dean in a second because I feel like you'll know why he fell. But I love A.J. Brown there. I, I'm i not going to say I know for sure, but I don't think the Eagles, from what I understand, wanted to pay Debo Samuel twenty five. Million dollars a year and ship capital out out San Francisco's way. They they had to ship a lot less capital to get te, you know this Tennessee stud and AJ Brown and they're paying him the same amount of money. He's younger. That's another thing. He's two years younger than Debo. Uh, and you got to give Debo that. I think Debo's a great player, but there is the Shanahan offense that you're going to have to replicate to make him great. And he already said, I don't want to be a running back. I don't want to be this, that, and the third. They got a really killer number one in AJ Brown. And uh, I'm really excited about this one.
3: Yeah. And and the best part of that is, is I don't know where you're at on Jalen hurts and what you think he can be for the Eagles. I I generally tend to think his long-term trajectory looks like really high end backup. I, I just don't, even in college, while I enjoyed him, the young man is incredible. He's always carried himself well. Yeah. The skill set has just never quite looked like NFL starter. And so I think this serves a number of things. One, it continues to help you go out there and put pieces around to find out if he's the guy while you've got this window. And if not, A.J. Brown is a more than capable receiver for whatever quarterback you want to slot in there after that if it doesn't work.
0: And it's nice having if that is the the course of action. And by the way, on, on Jalen, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure like I've been sure one way I've been sure the other way you know I hate to middle this thing but that's what the year is for and I'll give you my take in a year I think anybody that tells you that he's proven enough to be a five-year kind of like commitment guy a franchise quarterback for them is crazy and anybody that says for sure that that we don't need to see this year I I don't agree so like give me this year give me AJ Brown give me all the weapons that they've acquired over the last couple years quietly uh, give me that offensive line and and give me Jalen Hurts with a full look and then and then we'll we'll move on or we'll commit to the kid but I really like the AJ Brown commitment because as you said even if they change quarterbacks in a year AJ Brown will have spent a year in the system so that's really nice to get a head start on the quarterback that might come in whether it's Stroud or you know whoever the fuck they you love or uh, or maybe some guy we haven't heard of talk to me about Nakobe Dean why did he fall
3: it sounds like this was a lot of concerns like number one like the height weight measurable stuff i know and and this is something we all hear ad nauseum but you know at the nfl's looking for traits not necessarily production and all these things. There's the medical that you know, we can associate with players specifically in the SEC, but especially at programs like Alabama, like Georgia, where they're going to grind you so much. We're used to that with the book coming out on Alabama guys where they've got a fair about a medical that people are concerned about. And so I think all of that stuff just kind of added up because you look at the guys that went in that first round from Georgia, you know, Jordan Davis combine free Quay Walker who was next to N'Kobe Dean in that line. Backer room, much bigger, stronger rangier athlete and all that Travon Walker, obviously well-known his rise up through there. So Nekobi Dean, while he was the center and the captain of all that height, weight measurables wise, I mean, I don't know, this is the NFL draft in a nutshell, right? It's an exercise in teams trying to use whatever tools they can to knock you down and get value out of it. And I think Dean ends up being a stud still, you know, getting to pair him again with Jordan Davis is awesome, especially as yeah. The league continues to get lighter boxes where these guys are going to be more and more important in there. But I think it just comes down to kind of the usual stuff we see people. If you don't quite fit into the box measurables wise and you've got some injury concerns, this is what they're going to do. They called him a short king. They just said
0: you're a short king. You've been flagged for medical, which, by the way, that doesn't really scare Howie Roseman. Josh Sweat, they took him. Yeah, damn, damn near had his leg amputated at Florida State. I mean, that injury was terrible. I don't think people realize. Um, and, then, uh, and then they had Landon Dickerson come in last year. There was a medical red flag there. So I don't think that, that that scares Howie. You just hit it on the head. Not only are you getting a really good player, but you're getting a guy who's used to staring at Jordan Davis's ass. I mean, like, he knows, he knows when he peaks in the B gap what that looks like and when he's about to shuck back into the A gap. And, like, that's an understanding between a linebacker and a three technique or a shade. That people underrate and he's getting that like relationship at the second level, which is really cool. Do you think Jordan Davis is going to be a three down player? I think they can get three downs out of him. I just think it's all about rotation now.
3: Yeah, I I absolutely think so. Like, I don't know. And I understand, you know, for a guy that size, people are always going to say maybe even try to lose a little bit more weight if you want to be a three down player. But there's never really been a lot of me that looks. I mean, he was the one going all the way back, and I remember talking to um to uh, Molly McGrath about this leading up to the um the national championship game that difference that everyone's heard between the sec title when they played bama and their defense got kind of winded they felt a little out of shape like that dude was the one leading the charge to get that entire unit in better playing shape going into that game that guy was the one that had everyone out there running extra after in that big hiatus between the sec title and that uh next round in the college football playoffs so I look at the dude and go, all right, self-starter, mutant athlete, like we saw at the combine. If you point him in the right direction with all this, he's professional enough and gives a shit enough about this to go and make it happen. And you I mean, you already can't run on the guy. Like the third down that you're working on might need a little bit of work over time, mm-hmm. but the first two you're getting are at an all-world level already, mm-hmm. even against Bama in the game they won. Show me the rep where there were run wins for Alabama when he was on the field. They don't exist. It wasn't possible. And I think that's going to already be like, you know, a, a damn near Pro Bowl level for him at the beginning of this. Yeah,
0: dude. I mean, you think about it. If they shore up that run game on defense, I mean, you get to third down, they have a rotation of seven, eight guys, which is reminiscent of our year in 17, where they just tried to rotate and stack with as many D linemen as possible. And as you know, they bring in the kid from uh, Hassan Reddick, who's it's another homecoming uh, deal. Uh, this offseason and we've almost forgotten about that. I think they're going to be pretty good on third down. Uh, and one more Eagles bit before we move on. Juergens, dude. Juergens. They, they draft a center named Jergens. I'm thinking lotion. I'm thinking slippery hands. I think that's a problem, dude. But it's not a problem for him. We, we, we thought of a commercial. I haven't told you about this. Kelsey gets hurt. Right? Juergens! Guy runs out there, he's got fucking lotion all over his hands. He's like, I can't snap the ball.
2: Rookies, hard cut, Juergens. Yeah, that's good. Right? I think. But oh, we-
0: fuck me, dude. That's a commercial if I've ever heard But one. we're
2: trying to sell Juergens?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not everybody's got to snap an NFL football. Yeah. yeah. Geico commercials make no sense, dude.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe he's not like he doesn't have hands full of of lotion. Maybe just really nicely moisturized. I don't know.
3: I think you got to really sell it. Like, this kid loves Jurgen so So damn much. much, Dude, he can't can't possibly be separated from it long enough to snap this damn football. That's what I'm saying.
0: And, And just at the end, Kelsey, it pans to Kelsey, and he's like, rookies. Okay. Hard cut Juergens. But did you see the clip of Kelsey seeing them draft with Lefko, seeing them draft Juergens in real time? That was some of the coolest
3: shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you listen, you know Kelsey a lot better than I do. We talked, we were talking about him a little when we were together. And yeah, but just to see that moment and to know that like he had been so in on the process and that everyone there was smart enough to say like got this unbelievable asset who's got incredible self-awareness because I I don't know coming in when I was you know going for my sip of coffee in the league and and hearing from veterans not everyone feels beholden to passing on what they've got to the next guy not everyone feels like it's their responsibility to help out young guys you know I was lucky enough to know guys like Ramon Foster in Pittsburgh who were undrafted guys who gave his shit enough to kind of take the rest of us under his wing but for kelsey to already not only seem willing to do that with the player when he gets there but willing to be part of the process like that was cool as shit it was cool Lefko was like "Uh uh-oh center and kelsey was like i've already heard about it and i'm
0: totally good with it he will be a great vet and that will pay dividends having a guy like that every year i look up and i'm like how much longer does kelsey want to do this and I mean, even though he does and he's playing at a high level, he said it every offseason. Kelsey's like, I'm not sure I want to play again next year. So you have to draft his replacement and Kelsey's going to be the perfect guy to work him in. So that's very
3: good. Chris, well, realistically, how much does does Kelsey like play at weight wise during the season? Dog, I don't know if he's 280 sometimes. I feel like I, I, I don't
0: know, dude. I really don't know. But he's so strong. His clamps are so strong. He's so technically sound. He's so quick. Uh, Kelsey's great, and so the reason we just talked about the Eagles for about 15 minutes, not just because we both have soft spot for the Eagles, it's because Alan Berg, the senior trader at the Win, who's our boy, said that uh, they're the only team that, that whose win total went up after the draft, so uh, look for that, and that tells you something. How about the Jets and the Giants, okay? J- Jets, Zach Wilson, he's got everything he needs this year to be judged completely, or no?
3: I wouldn't say judge completely, because he's a second year player and like we clearly saw that roster is a long long way from home yeah in in what they need still but as far as doing what they can now because that's all like we always do the thing where people are like well we can't really judge the draft until three years down the road to see how people pan out i get that to an extent but we can judge what you've done with the information at hand right now, That's right. and the Jets took the information at hand and got themselves a dynamite corner shutdown guy in Sauce Gardner. I mean, they gave the they gave the um, Thorpe Award to his counterpart Kobe Bryant mostly because no one actually threw it Sauce ever right. in college. Right. I called two UC games last year, and they blitzed him once because the quarterback wouldn't even look to the boundary where he was guy. Wouldn't put his eyes over there for a series at a time. So I thought the jets were dynamite in this draft and it, listen, Joe Douglas deserves a ton of credit for this. Like put together, everyone walked past and we're always hesitant to do this with the jets. Like we were hesitant last year when they got Rob Salah as their coach, because everyone liked him and he was one of the darlings of the offseason. We're like, Are the Jets doing things that we can support and get behind? And now if they match it with a few wins, Lord knows what the hell is going to happen. I know
0: people's heads are going to explode, dude. Like the Jets, uh, the Jets drafted a kid who evidently his dad was a Jets fan. The guy almost had an aneurysm. I mean, he was just screaming. Oh, because he was sad. No, he was excited. I'm just kidding. (laughs) This guy, (laughs) at first I thought he was sad. At first I thought he was like, fuck, what did I just do to my kid? But then he started (laughs) going J-E-T-S. I was like, oh my God, you're one of them. Uh, This is like a Hollywood movie before it it goes downhill. But it won't go downhill because Joe Douglas is the man. And because I think they probably hit it out of the park. Because I really did like sauce as well. I'm glad to hear you say that. The reason I like the Jermaine Johnson pick is because I believe Joe Douglas, if I texted him and was like, hey dude, was he your number one edge? He'd probably say yes. He'd probably say yes, because I didn't think there was a lot that separated the edge guys. Um, And if he really liked Jermaine Johnson at one or two out of those guys, that was terrific. He got to wait until damn near the tail end of the first round. He got his big, long corner. They say this guy, somebody said they met him, and he was like the, the, the biggest corner ever. And then, obviously, you get Garrett Wilson. The only thing is like... Now you got to pay all three of these guys if it actually works, which rarely ever happens. I mean, we were looking back at this. like The Raiders did it a few years ago, three first-round picks. Didn't pick up any options. Giants, they had, sorry, make. Lawrence, Jones, Baker, Browns. The Browns were the closest ones in 2017 with Njoku, Peppers, uh, and Garrett, but they fucked it up by shipping one of those guys off for Odell. Uh, And the Vikings did Rhodes, Floyd Patterson. Ironically, the Jets did it long ago with the Keyshawn trade. And, and I like mm. the Hall, Ellis, Pennington, and Abram. So, like, really, it could come full circle, and the Jets could, could hit on this one in, in shades of early 2000s. Um, but I love Wilson has a three-headed monster now. Uzama, uh, Garrett Wilson, if you believe he's going to pan out, and Brees Hall, who is like a fucking steal. Like, people were allergic to running backs, but not this guy, right? Everybody kind of agreed
3: he's your best complete back. Yeah, Brees, Brees was a freak. I got a chance to cover them a couple of times when he was at Iowa State in college. And that whole offense is like a weird trick Dickum. like, there's a bunch of shifts in motions. They have all those huge tight ends. Charlie Kohler, who was one of their draft eligible guys this year. And it all worked because Brees Hall was such a strong, like dynamic athlete in the middle of all that and could make what was, you know, an undersized, but good offensive line, right? So no, between those two, like Garrett Wilson, I thought you could have made a pretty strong argument that was the best wide receiver in the draft this Mm -hmm. year. It just it's smooth in a lot of ways, go up and get it all that, you know, catch radius stuff that we fall in love with. But uh, yeah, between those three and you and I talked about Jermaine Johnson a little bit too, it just it, in that defense with the motor that he's got and all the things that work there. Yeah. I, I just, I thought, especially in the first round that was lights out, you know, add some good depth later on. You mentioned uh Ruckert out of Ohio state was the one whose dad lost his shit. Yeah. Max Mitchell from Louisiana is a solid player. They can develop on on that old line, so yeah, they did their thing. So
0: let's talk edge guys because this kind of like segues into the Kayvon thing. Like they got uh, you know Jermaine Johnson, who I actually watched Notre Dame game, and that was the only thing that worried me because although he made a ton of plays, they blocked his ass the whole game in pass rush. So like you know the, you, you you look at something like that juxtaposed with the highlights, like that's tough for me. Kayvon was the guy that I was like. There's a ton of upside in this guy. I know I've heard some things, but like we're not privy to you know the, what what's said in the meetings and and what's you know what's said in the building and that sort of thing. Um, but from a play standpoint, I love the Giants snagging him at five. Let me ask you first, making because you're the G-men uh, f- fan here um, for better or for worse. What do you think about their top ten?
2: I I don't know Diddley poo, and I would bet that Kayvon Thibodeau is the the best player in this draft. Now, the only question I have is when you're sitting there at five and Aquanu and Neil are on the board, Yeah, and I, would, I should think you'd have good oppo research that Carolina is going to take one of those offensive That's linemen at That's what I six. think it was. I, I mean, are the grades identical that you say you're going to be okay with either one? I know, Neil, there were some medical concerns. Are you afraid that somebody else is going to trade up and get Thibodeau at six if you don't take him at five? I love him at five, but... If you have, if there's one old O-lineman that you like better, and maybe it was Evan Neal all along, why don't you take him at five because and I take think, Thibodeau at because seven? Because I
0: think they have oppo research that, that you know, what you said was going to happen at six. And then I also think, like, there is a best available thing. You know, if we didn't, no they probably talked about it. They said, if, if Thibodeau is there at five, what are we doing? And everybody was like, drafting him. Yep. You know, because pass rushers changed franchises and so do tackles but you also don't really have a quarterback to protect right now no offense uh, and you know you're going to get one of two guys that you probably really like and I know for a fact Neil was their number one so this worked out great for them
2: it did I really like the haul okay. I just wasn't sure yeah. about exactly well, how they went about it go Joe it. hit us a- with and- the Giants take yeah. Well,
3: and like you said, I mean, how long do I feel like we've been circling edge as a need for the Giants in the draft in recent years? So yeah. this is one of those where best available met need in a way that felt really awesome. And it worked out like I had Evan Neal as OT one this entire time. I understand that people had some concerns about the medical, but. Uh, I mean, everything else, he was the most complete tackle on my mind, the He's most good. technically ready heading into this, yeah. like the kid's a freak show. But it, the Thibodeau thing was weird uh, studying all these guys, because like you said, this edge class was strange. We talked about Aiden Hutchinson yeah. as this safe number one pick for so long. But you put them all on tape and and start watching them close together. And I always I I started as I've gone along and covered the draft more and more with D lineman, because I don't know nearly as much about it as you or the other guys who played. I just know what I didn't like as an offensive player and what was hard for me to block as a lineman. Right. And so I look at all these guys and the way they put stuff together and it's like. Thibodeau was the one that could actually stretch you, stretch you on the edge. And yep. at the end of the day, football in any position, the number one thing any player's worried about is where is speed going to hurt me first? Yep. With, you know, what you're dealing with with Aiden Hutchinson, he's quick enough in the short area, but everything's built off power for him. Everything's yep. built off him being able to bull you. And when you get to that next level and you're dealing with bigger guys, is that the foundation that's going to yield you the best results? I'm not sure. And so if I've got the opportunity I'd love to say, hey, I trust my organization enough to coach up the guy who's got the unique physical gifts and can actually threaten you like that. And that's Thibodeau by a mile.
0: Yeah, you know, and and we'll get to the day two guys in a little bit, because honestly, they started drafting day two guys. And I was like, these kids look just as good in some ways. I mean, like um, there was some ni- nice depth there. Uh, at at edge this year, relatively speaking, I just didn't think the top end there was any anybody that separated a bunch. But to your point, I think you do. If if there's a tie, go to the guy that you know can stretch the edge because I can teach counter moves. Like if I'm a good mm-hmm. coach, I can teach Kayvon to. Thibodeau, Thibodeau, he's doing. Thib, you're doing. He thib. did both.
2: It's Thibodeau.
3: I, yeah, I I do it like Ant. Not I just say. Hey, we do. Hey,
2: just just spread spread it out and hope for the best. Um, that's like his number two red flag. After after
4: I don't know his after
2: <laughs> his having other interests. Yeah. yeah, yeah heaven
0: help us, the guy likes other things. The guy likes other things. I I just think with Hutchinson, I mean, I've mentioned this a couple times, and you know how this is, arm length. I mean, for a guy who's tall, but doesn't have a ton of arm length, and by the way, got a chance to finally meet him in person this weekend, met his parents, like all that stuff. The kid is what they say is, which is just a fucking magnetic cat like that guys are gonna wanna play with, which is is north of a zero equation for me. But when it comes to the play skill, I I would put Kayvon up there because of the ceiling. And, you know, my biggest concern with Hutchinson or with Trayvon Walker is that they're like really good complete players and that's not going to move the needle sometimes when you're looking at, hey, I drafted a guy in the top five. Why does he average, you know, six sacks in a year or seven sacks in a year, which is still very good if you're playing three downs. But Aiden Hutchinson is a power play. You mentioned that. That's a disruptor. You know, like he's not always going to, other people are going to eat off him. Trayvon Walker hasn't finished well. You know that, watching his, his tape. That's going to be tough to justify if he falls off of five sacks next year. And, you know, the, you know fans in Jacksonville who, who are hoping for a double-digit guy, a finisher like Josh Allen on the other side of him, are going to say, oh, why does he have five sacks? Why does he have seven sacks? Well, he fell off the other five, but that doesn't move the needle for people in telling you if you won the draft.
3: No, well, I mean, and hell, you look long-term-wise, because I, I remember, I think I saw Booger McFarlane talking about this and, and asked, this might have been when he was talking to Rosillo, if, you know, you said his long-term trajectory was Jadevian Clowney, would that be a successful career? To me, And it's yes. like, yes, to but me, yes. I, yeah. I, I, shit, I think for damn near anyone, I mean, south of a couple of Hall of Famers, but it's like, yeah. to your point, Jadevian Clowney ended up being known for a guy that was threatening a lot more in the run game. Splash yep. games, there, splash mm-hmm. plays behind the line of scrimmage image set in the edge, like all that stuff that to your point doesn't ping in the same exactly, way. So exactly. yeah, Walker's going to go in right away and be dynamite against the run and just Pez dispenser dudes. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's going to Pez dispenser. Well, dude. You saw, I mean, like you saw that 90 highlight against seven
0: dude. Like he's just, you yeah. S-
3: you saw that highlight against Michigan in the uh, CFP semifinal yeah. where dude came over on a counter and I've never seen someone's head snap back like that yeah. from the edge getting set on them. And I just, I, I felt so terrible for that lineman. Cause I, you know, I've, I've been closer to that. Before. It's so
0: funny because when that game happened, I don't think anybody was thinking, let's look at these, the, the one and two pick, like, and let's see how these two guys fare. And honestly, I feel like Hutchinson got docked for that, understandably, a little bit, maybe in some people's eyes. And then Walker, his stock kept rising. So pretty wild. I, I don't think that's how anybody drew it up. But uh, I'll tell you an edge I really like. I like the kid... Uh, uh, Ibikite, am I saying that correctly at Penn State, uh, he was he, he was the second pick uh, down in Atlanta who, by the way, I think Atlanta had a very good draft I, even the, the third rounder that they grabbed, the linebacker from Montana State who Will Blackman knows and was giving us a little background on at the live stream that guy's an athlete, man. I'm looking at them snagging the wide out from, from uh, USC, snagging yeah. an edge guy who, who's got some, you, like you don't like the wide out.
2: I like something, uh, I think it was Lewis Riddick said it, that um, you know, he'll, he can go up and get it, but in college, why is he not separating at all? Why does he always have to go up and get it? He's because not getting he's not beyond that anybody. He's
0: not that fast. And there you go. But there's plenty of receivers who aren't that fast in the NFL.
3: Yeah, I don't want to do the like USC wideout thing either. That's, but like that's that's the the, thing. it's that's it's the, the thing. stigma from me watching like Dwayne Jarrett and all those guys torch Notre Dame in the early two thousands and then that's go good. to the NFL and that's that are never
0: pull. open. That's a good pull.
2: His uh I sat behind his parents, maybe in Dwayne too. I think Is he was on a visit the same year.
0: Disrespecting Nelson Aguilar.
2: It uh it um. It was very clear that we weren't going to get Dwayne Jarrett on his official visit yeah, to Virginia. No, yeah, no, I remember
0: that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Golly, yeah. that's why I remember the name is rivals.com, yeah, yeah. shadesofrivals.com, circa Ooh. 03. So I, I don't know, man. Where, where was Dwayne Jarrett? Was he from Jersey? Sounds as right as anything. Sounds else. right. Yeah, sure. That's We were recruiting everybody from, <laughs> yeah, Jersey everybody back there. from New England. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like their draft. Get, give me somebody that, that may be in the top 10 that you think got better under the radar, Mike.
3: I was actually looking uh, at Atlanta there just at the Desmond Ritter pick there. Oh, the Ritter. On yeah, that well, one? Yeah, okay, the Ritter, I, I'm
0: not a big Ritter guy yet. <laughs>
3: yet. Maybe when he wins
0: I, that I, Super I'll, Bowl, I'll
3: be in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bold strategy oh by him God. on that one, but... I'll just say this, like, because I had a journey with Desmond Ritter. Like, I called two of their games, and I would say two of Desmond Ritter's worst games of 2021. They played on the road at Tulane. It was an 11 central kick in a basically empty stadium down there. And Tulane ran the borderline triple option on them because they were on their third string quarterback. Like, wild in all those ways. Ritter didn't show up well. Next week, game day is at Cincinnati. First time they've been there. All that. Hoopla around it. They're playing Tulsa, and Tulsa ends up like three inches from oh, beating I
0: remember. them. Should have
3: beaten them. There was a should have been a snafu absolutely. on the goal
0: line. What was wasn't there a snafu by? Uh, oh, maybe it was some Tulane. A lane kid didn't dive in the end zone or something. It was it was terrible. Tulane, they should have beaten Tulsa. Tulane kid or yeah Tulsa. Tulsa. Sorry, it's all the yeah.
3: Dude, I had them back to back weeks. I was doing that every <laughs> other drive. It was a night broadcasting nightmare. Yeah. Mike, did, but did you no, hear it, Tulane
2: yeah. is expanding? No, but I want to. Two lanes expanding? Yeah, they're going to be four lanes. Four
3: lanes. (laughs) Wow.
0: Wow. That guy's going to be sitting in traffic. There's two other lanes, Mm Mike. Just fucking (laughs) change lanes. Right Uh, there. So, yeah, Tulsa was really close to beating them is right there
3: really close to beating them had like a 240 pound running back who fumbled it about a third of an inch from the goal line on that. But again, it was another game where Ritter was kind of inaccurate. You didn't see the things that you'd expect from a guy being talked about like that. And I think I internalized that so much that by the time I went back and watched all these quarterbacks after the season, like I had had corral for a great game and seen him. I had had Sam Howell in their bowl game. So I had seen some of these guys, but then you take in the whole picture and man, Ritter just started to look better and better to me. Like, all the strong poise you would expect from a guy who started that many games and won that many games at Cincinnati stronger arm than I thought initially going in. Like you look at some of the stuff in the Notre Dame game, the IU game drills the ball into some pretty nice windows. And so I think ultimately all of these guys falling will probably be a good thing because it guards some of the expectations that we were putting on a class that we made feel better than they were. But I think especially with the timeline down there, I like where Ritter ended up, and I think skill set-wise in Arthur Smith's offense, he could do pretty well there as we're starting to game some of these quarterbacks that fell out of the first round. Troy Anderson is the kid's name. I mean,
0: he is high, hip, like spinly, like in a good way. His hips swivel. He's like six... I don't know what he is, but he's the he's a linebacker from Montana State. I, I really like this kid. Ritter, there was one big red flag for you. Oh, he looks like he's 55 years old,
3: which is fine. I mean... So the only reason I take personal offense to that making is because I've been told on multiple occasions sitting next to my dad that I look older than him. Oh, I got the same thing, dude.
0: I have the same thing, dude. Same thing. I don't take pictures with my dad because it's fucking annoying. You guys have dads? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. You take one with Brad? Yeah. 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 I get younger with my dad. You get younger? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tell him Brad's age. Uh, My dad's 81 yeah hashtag old dads yeah
0: um all right so hell yeah yeah we look old as fuck me and mike so Ritter, well, I, yeah, said, for different reasons. Ritter's You've still gonna, got the beautiful. Ritter's letters. gonna look 120 when they win a Super Bowl in, in Atlanta, right? Bro.
2: But Mariota, I'm not saying Mariota doesn't have dog in him, but that's a pretty good room to walk into. No it, question. It feels
0: like he's a pro. Yep, he's gonna take care of him, and and he's gonna take care of him.
2: Yeah, he he won't be so he won't be motherfucked by his with QB one from day one
0: with the Q. With, hey, so so with the QBs. <laughs> One big deal in this whole draft, one, there's one huge deal, Davis Mills is protected. Yes, We got no QBs off the board in, in Houston. I love that. Another big pick to take a look at for QBs who are in the league right now, I think this might be one of the biggest swing picks in the whole draft, is Zion Johnson, who you yeah. probably know a lot more about than me. Um, he's a tackle from, I guess, BC. They took him at 17, the Chargers did. If they can figure out that other tackle spot, look out, dude. If this kid is good, look out. We already are kind of afraid of the Chargers, fear the Chargers, really fear them if they figure this one out. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers, man. You know, obviously Green Bay continues to, to just shun first-round wide receivers. They go two Georgia defenders, by the way, uh, Quay Walker going way before N'Kobe Dean. Were you shocked by that whole thing in Green Bay? And at any point, are we going to be like, like, what's the dynamic up there? Like, Did he know they were drafting these guys? We just went through this whole rigmarole, and it feels like now this is even worse, and nothing.
3: It's so weird to me because it felt like we mended so many fences this last year with that relationship, and it's a two-steps-forward, one-step-back type situation because you know, we thought Aaron Rodgers was now in control of everything out there. Like they went out and signed Randall Cobb for him before the season and all that shit. And then after the season, we find out he had no idea Devonte Adams was going to leave him. And he felt pretty shocked by that. So it's like, what does Aaron actually know? I, I think at this point, I'm willing to give Brian Gutenkunz the benefit of the doubt. Their GM, Ooh, G. and say the guy's done a really good job of putting the team around him. I think they repaired enough of that trust, and I mean, gave up pretty significant assets in the second round to go and draft Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. I must love him. Fits. I mean, he fits the physical profile. Like, Green Bay loves guys that are big freaks. I know uh, there's that Twitter account that posts the relative athletic scores of all these guys, and his was through the roof. He's super smooth, fluid athlete. Like, the power of Christian Watson, North Dakota State, all they want to do is run power and punch you in the mouth the whole day. They've won a billion FCS championships off that, and this guy actually made them drop back and want to throw the ball. So, it it tells you something about the dude, and, I mean, they – clearly felt like they needed to do this because by most accounts, they gave up a little bit too much in this trade to, I think of Minnesota. So it was in the division to go up and get this dude. I'd imagine largely because they know Aaron Rodgers needed to see some sort of, Hey, we're with you on this. We understand you need another weapon. Here you go. Here's a
0: guy that can catch a cold football. I know they play indoors but he definitely can catch a cold football. So there you go, Aaron. Here's a guy who's not going to – his hands aren't going to hurt when you throw him the ball. They passed on Pickens. They passed on Sky Moore. Uh, they did draft two wide receivers late. So we'll see. I mean, um, I, I I think that whole thing, that's going to be a, a story in and of itself this year. And then Baker Mayfield. Panthers not only passed, but they didn't draft a QB until 86 in Matt Corral. So, like – that's how people are feeling about Baker right now. I'm starting to feel this is the classic. Everybody hated Baker. And now everybody's feeling bad for Baker. And I get it. Like that's it's the it's the American uh, arc. You know, it's like build you up to break you down. And then the opposite, It's you break you down. And then we're going to build you back up again. I think the the Baker deserves a second shot towards coming soon.
3: It's the it's the reverse Batman, right? It's you either reverse. die the villain or see yourself live long enough to become the hero. Yeah. Exactly. Like this we've we've done the full reverse cycle on that. Like he's going to end up just being someone's kind of high price backup this year, isn't he?
0: No question. And and the, you know, and maybe Seattle's playing hardball, and Pete's just going to drive that price down to the last minute, and then scoop him up, and then Baker's going to be <laughs> Baker's going to be the new guy that goes to all the banquets with the tech millionaires. It's gonna, you go from Russell Wilson to Baker. It couldn't be a stranger cultural fit than Baker in Seattle, but I would love to see it. I I hope he gets a second shot. I lamented uh, out loud over the weekend that people are actually over the top anti Baker. I really do. I I have, I have hoped that at times, like at times I've been like, Hey Baker, say less dude, like totally. But I also think that when you look at that Jersey with all the duct tape on it, scotch tape, duct tape, whatever it is, masking tape, masking tape. Thank you. I knew, Mm. you know, um, and all those names, like he did better than all those guys.
2: Not and, masking tape. You
0: know, the punishment is that he teased everybody, you know, and then he played hurt. And the lesson is don't play hurt. Because yes. you, don't, it is you, masking tape. you don't masking tape. You don't come you don't come out any better. You know, like unless you play great and your team wins the Super Bowl, they're not gonna make a fucking documentary about you. They're just gonna slander you and ship you out of town. So I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield. How about Wentz and Howell in a room? Talk to me about how that plays out. What do you think of Sam Howell? I know you've probably done Sam Howell games.
3: Yeah, no, I I think this is one and I'm always a fan of quarterbacks in the room with kind of similar skill sets, right? Because that way you're not trying to teach one guy an offense that doesn't exist for the other guy you're seeing and getting all the mental like all all that stuff that adds up over time when you're in a room like that. And for Sam kind of the same book, like we remember how much Carson did running coming out of North Dakota State, how much, you know, Philly tried to pull him back from that in his career like that was Sam Howell this past season at UNC. They lost all their weapons they get all those guys into the NFL running backs and receivers and so he decides all right I'll become the second most viable run threat on this team behind Ty Chandler and went from I think he rushed for under 200 yards in 2020 and then over 800 it was only trailing Malik Willis in FBS football what he did on the ground this year and it wasn't pretty like it was just the dude pinballing off people and being a tough guy like to me he looks like Jersey Shore Baker Mayfield but he's a A little bit higher end of an athlete, yeah. so I, I think it'll work out well with Carson, like you talked about the Mariota in the room down there. Uh, I think it'll be a good situation because God, at this point, Carson's got to know. All right. It's not like when I was in Philly, I'm not their guy. You know, they brought me in as a free agent, but that's only going to go so far. And for Sam, Howell, you're not going to have to worry about learning a different offense. It's going to give you time too, because it's not like that offense at North Carolina was overly complicated. And what it asked, we talked about some of these guys yeah. having to sort of make that jump to NFL progressions. And so this will give them a good time to do that too. If you're Malik Willis, are you happy? Mike, because yes. if you're going to slide, are you happy to slide to Tennessee? Thrilled. Okay. Thrilled. I think it works out perfectly there. Like it, someone said too, I mean, just the physically imposing nature, if you can find ways to get him and Derek Henry on the field at the same time, because shit, you want to talk about a natural rusher. Uh, Malik Willis, in addition to being like powerful, strong, you see the legs on him, he's got tree trunks. Yeah. But just like running style wise, Legitimately, like, I remember texting Mina Kimes about this. Running style wise, kind of reminded me, change of pace wise, of like Le'Veon Bell, where all of a sudden he can be kind of hovering mm-hmm. behind shit and then just put his foot on the gas. And so mm-hmm. you can find creative stuff for him in there early. He's not going to be pressed to play right away because they're a playoff team with a veteran quarterback. And he just gets to sit there and grind and learn and, you know, do all the polishing that we know he needs coming out of Liberty. But I, I mean, I, I don't think he could have fallen to a better spot now.
0: Yeah. Now, since, you know, the since game is enough to make people. People worry a little bit about Tannehill. Um, That's a game they should have won. I think Tannehill is going to have a good year. I I also do worry, um, though, that by the time he gets to enjoy Derrick Henry, if he is the heir apparent, Derrick Henry has no no more miles. You know, like there's no more tread on those tires. We say that every year, but he's like superhuman. The only thing with Malik Willis – is there's a stat up here that Cowboy Reed just threw
2: 921 up? 921
0: guaranteed. Not what? Not 921 guaranteed? Down from 27.5 27 Down from and a, 27 half, and a half mil if he'd have gone six to Carolina. So it just shows you how volatile the QB market was in this draft. And you just had no
2: idea. So, uh, um, Mike, did you win the uh, Mina Kimes watercolors at the Waterboy silent auction?
3: Yes, I did. Nice. Oh, very good. I didn't, I don't know if I was supposed to pick up anything after, because I believe I won the custom one. So she's got to make something custom for me. I didn't know if I needed to pick anything else up. This is probably off podcast business, but I figured I'd ask you guys on podcast. No, so, so what are you going to have her paint? I'm not really sure right now. She was already kind enough. She did a picture of a a watercolor of my family's oldest pug, Hank, which was wonderful. It is framed in my house right now. It's really nice of her. I, I'm thinking, um, a while back, have you guys seen those filters that a lot of like girls and influencers use on Instagram that'll like smooth off everything on your face and make you look real hot? I got bored one day and yeah. I tried one of those when I wasn't working and I was amazed. I was gorgeous, yeah. like an ab like an absolute, you were, you were,
0: d- you were field Yates.
3: Yes. I felt or, very much like Mike field Yates or Howie senior. Oh, man. Yeah, too close to home, but true. So I'm maybe thinking about having her try and do a watercolor of that glowed up picture of me so I can just continue to enhance it and make it look less and less like my actual face. (laughs)
1: A good idea.
0: <laughs> a filtered Mike water watercolor. That's great, dude. Also, just pick like a player or a pet peeve of hers in the NFL, and just make her paint that. Like a player mm. that she doesn't <laughs> like, or a thing that she doesn't like. You just make I'll her paint, paint the oh, it's uh, Seahawks Hawks
2: War Room. Yes, yeah, I was going to say I want to
3: make her paint Pete Carroll handing in the draft card for <laughs> Kenneth Walker in that second round instead of drafting Malik Willis.
0: Yeah,
2: it's great. Just paint the card. <laughs> That's perfect.
3: I
0: love that, dude. Yeah, yes, please. Um, and then lastly, we got to talk about the, you, you mentioned earlier, relative athletic score. The Patriots are taking it on the chin locally, nationally up there. That's the word that, you know, everybody's like, we're back at it. You know, like last year we had a good draft. This year we're back at it. What do you think about Strange? What do you think about RAS? What do you think about the Patriots draft?
3: Uh, yeah, so I, I can't speak to some of the other later picks. You know, I know a lot of people had beef with the Taekwon Thornton pick out of Baylor, you know, all the athleticism there, the stuff like that relative to the other receivers that were on the board. What I can say, especially for, you know, the Cole Strange pick, I know that was probably a little sooner than most people expected, but you watch the guy there, especially of the linemen from smaller schools. Because, you know, we did this with Trevor Penning coming out of Northern Iowa too, where big imposing guy six seven huge but definitely raw coming out of there in a way i thought was going to knock him more cole strange to me was a lot more technically ready and i know we talk all about traits but like chris you know this in the nfl now you don't get as much time on the field with these guys anymore it's not like back when you had two days and all this shit so i think it's harder to get guys coached up and there's just you know fewer coaches that are capable of that level of development. Yeah. This kid's walking into a good, you know, a good room that's done a good job of developing linemen in the past. I know a lot of that was the Scarnecchia factor of things, exactly, but yeah. th- that's, that's a big part of it. But I, I don't know. I think this kid's more ready. Like played, I think it was a five-year starter because of COVID at UC Chattanooga. And I, I thought put a lot of really good stuff on tape. So I'm not as down on the pick All as right. a lot of other people, and again, maybe this speaks to that, like knowing yourself a little bit, because the Patriots used to, with Skarnakia there, be able to get guys, especially along the offensive line, as undrafted free agents, yeah. build them up and coach them up. Maybe they're saying here, like, all right, we got to spend a little higher end capital and we can't draft receivers good in the first round. So maybe it's a good thing they didn't try and do that. They're switching it up and doing something different this time.
0: That's true, because every time they draft a receiver, people are like, what the fuck are they doing? Why, why do they do that? And then last question, uh, Zap. what's, what's the point of zappy is zappy just a third round backup or are they like what what's going on here
3: I think he's got to just be a third round backup and maybe like, I appreciate any NFL team that might just be trying to curry favor with college football fans. Like that's the bills drafting Matt Areza out of San Diego state. You draft the punt God and instantly your Q rating continues to skyrocket because college football people were pissy. Two punters went before him. The mm-hmm. Eagles drafting Nakobe Dean college football. People love that dude. We were all pumped. Rah, rah, fly Eagles, fly all mm-hmm. that shit. Bailey's appy was just this wild bastard in the middle of an offense that threw for a million yards and a million touchdowns and just lit everyone up like that. Love the Hilltoppers, another weird mascot. And so the Patriots <laughs> may be trying to up the likability score a little yeah. bit on this, which I'm yeah. not mad at.
0: Mm-hmm. No. And Hey, they need it. Um, Mike Gogg, jr. We hit everything in the draft. You were generous with your time, like more than generous. And the show is going to be awesome. I know it. Uh, I had my my guys crunching on it so we could. Uh, what did we call it? Uh, pluck some content from from our boy Gojo. So check out Gojo. It's on anywhere you can get a podcast. You're the man, Mike. Thank you so much for stopping by. I love you, Mike. We love you.
3: Love you guys too. See, there Making we go. great jo- great job again. I want to make sure I double down and say that. Another great joke from you. We'll have to have you guys on the pod here real soon. We'd we'd love to come on. Can't wait. We're accepting the invite. We'll do it right now. Fuck it. We'll do a lot.
0: All right, Mike. Appreciate you, man. (laughs) See you guys. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Michigan, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I got great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right. 200 big ones. WinBet is basically giving you free money, don't pass it up, download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem, in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER, and in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. Facts is here, but Macon, I wanted to say this one thing, dude. Like, you
2: didn't comment on my haircut. Well, you commented on your own haircut before I had a chance to. Did I? Yeah, you walked in and you said, good hair day, good hair day, good haircut. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you kind (laughs) of ran your fingers through it.
0: Yeah, it was tight. It's tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut the mullet off, the whole thing. You should have seen this Vegas hairdresser at the Wynn, which is obviously a very high-end place. The rich people go get their haircut looking at my fucking haircut. Oh, no. Not in a good way.
2: How many chickens did that set you back?
0: It was well worth it. Okay. I'll put it that way. The, the, the salon was right next to the IV station. The IVs were great. Dr. Fax and I got some IVs. It was fucking. Game changer of the trip. Total game changer, dude. I was working on four hours sleep like for a week straight, the whole thing. Like the fact that we got through this weekend, I owe it to the IV. I owe it to that nice hairdresser that that judged me. I had to tell her that I'm not like, uh, what. uh I had to show her where I was January 6th with that haircut I had. If you know what I mean. So, like, I just want to ask you off the bat facts because me and Macon were talking about this earlier to open the show. Is hell overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Shout out to, to uh, Scott and Ryan here. Because I think we saw a lot of people who are going to hell this weekend.
5: <laughs> I think I'm going to go with It's probably properly rated.
0: Okay. Same garage with a few people in here. All right, so company dinners. I just want to say this. We had a company dinner Saturday night. You know, like there were a lot of heads in town. Shout out to Ralph and John and those guys and Brian. It was good to get everybody together. I've never been a businessman. I felt like a fucking businessman. I felt like we had a company dinner, and I always imagined they were kind of fucking boring, but it was the most fun thing ever, dude. Company dinners are absolutely incredible uh, the trip was incredible. Mike, we have so much stuff to tell you about. I also learned a fact about everybody in here pretty much. Number one, Matt has a garlic allergy. Yes. I learned this at the, mm-hmm. uh, at the company dinner.
4: Yeah, it sucks. I can't eat garlic and garlic's in almost everything. Garlic's good. It's yeah, delicious. Yeah, what I'm
2: like, yeah. You should know that. <laughs> yeah.
4: Damn.
0: What are you like? What what foods are you missing out on that we don't even realize? What we
4: just fucking ordered the hummus. I want that hummus so badly, but I can't have it. Like, do you
2: remember when we were sixteen years old and you spit egg mm-hmm. McMuffin into the uh, AC unit of my of my Jeep <laughs> Cherokee? You, I do. You spit it
4: out. I do. I apologize that directly
2: into the AC unit. <laughs> just because you didn't like. No, that? I
4: was laughing. <laughs>
2: unrelated to garlic
4: just made me think of it (laughs) food intake outtake so this motherfucker's allergic to garlic
0: which has to be one of the worst ones because it's not obvious like people that are allergic to peanut butter we
4: get it dude peanut butter can kill you Mm. yeah and i'm not gonna die i'll just you know get a little nauseous
0: and i'm sure somebody here is like yeah there's peanut butter and things you don't realize like that's fine i don't have that problem but with matt like garlic is tiny and it's white if you haven't noticed
4: and sometimes it's in stuff and sometimes it's not like you'll eat a pizza exactly and sometimes it has sa- garlic in the sauce sometimes it doesn't you'll have a burger sometimes it's made with garlic sometimes it isn't it's very you frustrating can't come over
2: to my house for dinner <laughs> you'll recall the scene in goodfellas where they shave it so thin that it evaporates that's if not they ever really wanted to shit. whack matt in
0: goodfellas <laughs> they just feed him a, fucking, a bowl of pasta in yeah. the back of a sedan There'd be fucking uh, spaghetti all over the window. People were like, "Oh, you blew somebody's brains out, huh?" He's like, "No, this guy was allergic to garlic. He started <laughs> convulsing, and then he died."
4: Yeah, it makes me feel like a vampire, though, to be honest.
0: Speaking of vampires, this is a perfect segue to my next fact. Taylor and Reed are fucking like space cadets, dude. They they shared a room. <laughs> okay, we were talking about how great our rooms were at the Win, which they are. Shout out to the Win; they're awesome. But the one room, probably in the entire Win. You know the electronic blinds and shades and shit? Theirs was broken. And I said like, how'd they go about fixing it? And they were like, oh, uh, they didn't fix it. I was like, they just said they couldn't? Or they were like, well, we never called down. Their window was open for three days, dude.
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, they couldn't close I
2: could anything. do that. 15 feet of window, you could do that? Yeah, I, Yeah, daylight, I'm good.
0: What goes into that decision? Because you can close your eyes, the eyelids. <laughs> bro, I can't. There's too much light getting into the eyelids, bro. I need, like, another eyelid. I need two eyelids.
1: We just made pillow forts that covered the sun from coming in, so we just put pillows up in the middle of the bed, which was great because the wind pillows are <laughs> massive. In the middle, yeah. middle
2: of the bed? There was That's, one bed?
1: No, two beds. We, okay. we each had the like, pillows right. in our own bed. I can attest to
5: the wind is one of the only hotels I've ever been to with you you have an abundance amount of pillows on your bed. Like, like yeah, it's usually don't have enough. Usually don't have enough, and this is like borderline. Hey, like two of these pillows are like bigger than I've ever seen before in my the, life. Yeah, that <laughs> it's ain't like what, that I don't, ain't, don't even know what to do with there's these. There's a pillow the size
0: of a suitcase <laughs> at the win.
5: What you do? Choose your own adventure. <laughs> I guess so. People are
0: guaranteed. Some people are fucking on top of it. Some people are just <laughs> building a fort so they don't have to call it down. and uh and and say hey my curtains are broken can you send a tech up they'll be here in 37 seconds dude they opted for three days to live like vampires
2: how many pillows
5: is your ideal number of pillows Mm, oh this is a good one i would probably say five wow yeah four two pillows each and then like an extra (laughs) floater pillow okay mine's one really like, we're Go starting to like, sleep what? are you serious yeah what? yeah
2: i rest my head on one and then within like the first hour of sleep what about your wife I ha- no i'm just saying just for no me. yeah this oh, is a personal thing. oh just for yeah, you, yeah, it's just, for you. just for me like very thoughtful of you so <laughs>
0: but i wasn't going to answer like
2: within that within the first hour well, of sleep there is a pillow that involves you might find this interesting i will have taken the pillow from behind my head and i just i just hold it <laughs> so i hug onto th- it and i sleep on the mattress No pillow under my head. So
0: here's the deal, I've tried a flat like, so I have to have a couch cushion pillow, dude, to put between my legs. My back's kind of fucked up. So (laughs) if I don't sleep with like a real pillow between my legs, like a thick one, dude, like that you get off the back of somebody's couch, a 30 pound pillow. If I don't get one of those, my back, I'll wake up in the morning with like back spasms. So when I used to go to the team hotel, I used to pack like all my stuff and a fucking giant couch pillow. But I do a couch pillow, I do a pillow to hold to keep my arm from.
5: So like a pillow like you're sitting on, like one yeah. of those.
0: So I'll do, like, yeah, well, no, like one of these. Yeah, this one, this one. The back. The back. The okay, back okay. of the couch. That's still like. So I put, it's a big <laughs> pillow. I put that between my legs, and then I have one pillow for my head and one pillow to like kind of caress. So how many is that? That's three, but sometimes it's four depending on the firmness of said pillows. Hmm. High maintenance, yeah, sure. Comfortable, yeah. Also, make it five. Separate myself from my my lovely wife. Yep, crucial. Phone light, shit like that. I don't want her
2: complaining about that. Good spin. Nice. Yeah.
4: Yeah, y'all are high maintenance, man.
1: I just need one pillow. That's yeah, right. you, you don't even right need answer. evidently.
4: You
2: don't even need shades. Yeah, but you need another dozen for
0: your fort. What What's kind of drugs were in that room, huh? Eh.
1: None. <laughs>
0: no, honestly, no drugs. No drugs for those guys, but they could pass a drug test right now. They were really impressive. Uh, the only thing I see seen Reed do that really concerned me, and I went into straight like paternal mode on Reed, was like we were, so after that company dinner, I was like, oh, well, why don't we do a company club night? We'll go see Tiesto, and that was fucking expensive, but I had a great time, <laughs> and I turned to Reed and Taylor at one point after I got the bill, and I was sitting there. Do you remember what I said to you two motherfuckers?
1: You said you're welcome.
0: No, I said, You guys better have a great fucking time. Okay. And they took that to heart, man. Reed, somebody was passing a bottle of gray goose around, and there was nobody obviously grabbing it to like drink out of it because of COVID and stuff like that. And also it's just like it's uh nail polish remover. Cowboy Reed grabbed the bottle and tipped it back for probably seven seconds,
2: dude. Ooh
0: eyes open, it was like disgusting. And your most mama cowboy. She probably knows Reed can throw, throw down a little bit. But shockingly, I was waiting for the lights to go out. You know when like nobody's home and you can see it in somebody's eyes? That never happened for Reed. He was very responsible. He did walk home without shoes on. But that's standard shit after facing Grey Goose for seven to 10 seconds at the Tiesto concert, so. Uh-
1: I was walking around the um, casino lobby afterwards, <laughs> b- jumping between Nate and Matt and Brian and Ralph, and I kept asking Nate if he played football. <laughs> well,
0: because we had this plan to make Nate into some celebrity kind of, which is kind of what we're doing, for better or for worse, <laughs> having him on the podcast. But like, walk walk him through the fucking uh, the the casino and act like he's really famous, because you know people they're just like, oh, big guy, must be an athlete. I said this, I tweeted this at Tiesto. It's amazing how much I aged. I'm like Matt Damon in that gif. Like, that was one club experience to this one. Like, I just, immediately when I got in there, I was like, opening weekend, the year you decide you're too old in the NFL. You're like, you wondered all off season? Nope, it's It's too fast for me. This is
5: moving fast.
0: It's moving too fast, bro, and I'm too old. I switched to Stella right when we got there. I was thinking about grilled cheese the entire fucking time, dude. I tweeted this. I'm at a nightclub, and I can't stop thinking about grilled cheese. But we had a great trip. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I got to do an appearance with Max Crosby. So I've got a question
2: about your trip. Yeah, hit us. Of course, you've a, you've got a captive content audience. Sure, yeah. It's the NFL draft. Yeah. So how many evergreen interviews did you bring back to put in the can <laughs> to make our lives easier? I got to assume it's None. double digits. None, dude. It is double zero. Double uh, zero.
5: Oh, no, nah, that's good. This is, how, this is how fun. it goes. We got the number two pick in the draft. He came. Oh, up. we did.
0: Aiden Hutchinson came in yeah, for the live we, stream. We got
5: that, and so that was that good. That'll be good for the future. We got that in. You yeah, so we got to so make know, that hey, call. This yeah. is like
0: uh, money in the bank, dude. Right. You'll laugh at this. I reached out to Max Crosby and was like, "Hey, one one thirty Thursday. Let's do it because we've been waiting to do an in person." And uh, he was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm down. Let's do it. Fuck yeah." And then I heard back from Brian, and he he's hosting uh, his annual draft party from twelve to four. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like does not own a calendar. He's just like me. So that that's where the comps like really, you know. But yeah, we had a great time. We're now back, and the voice is coming back. So
4: shout out um, Coors Light for sponsoring that whole draft segment and the
0: Coors Brewing in Friends at Coors Light, Austin. My guy from Coors Light, I met a couple dudes from Coors Light. Coors Light is awesome. I'm gonna, this is free. How long you want me to talk about Coors Light? The, the deal is done. I'm coming back to the facility like f- for free to work here. 15 seconds. I love Coors Light. If I could, I would marry a Coors Light. I would oh, oh sh- respectfully tell my lovely wife that i met someone else, and I would marry a Coors Light. All right, that's your time.
4: If you don't drink Coors Light, you will go to hell.
0: If you don't drink Coors Light, the mountains will be red with fire because you'll be in hell. Okay. God. <laughs> Broncos are God's team. Coors oh. Light is God's beer.
2: Yep. Yep. Go hoes. In Go
0: moderation. Hose. <laughs> All right. So, dude, I got to tell you, Jack Herr yeah. got some of those dog walkers in Vegas, right?
5: Yeah. Carrera. Yeah.
0: yeah? People told me that's the that might be the new official sativa of the green light pod. Yeah, that's Hawaiian. Move on over for sure. Anyways, people say all sativas give you uh, paranoia and anxiety. Not so. No. Not so. This takes it away. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance read reads
1: chris are you going to hell for saying lazy susan at dinner on friday
0: do you know what a table with a thing that rotates on top of it
2: does do i know what it does
1: yeah what it's called
0: yeah it rotates it rotates so that you can get the plates yeah right like yep. hey i need that plate nobody needs to you know strip, no passing, strain yeah. a delt or you know yeah yeah how's that going not great
2: still thanks for asking yeah <laughs> nobody's asked it once yeah asked. surgeon doesn't even write me back anymore because <laughs> it's starting into a ben simmons thing dude well i've learned to live with it yeah that's a uh <laughs> that's a lazy susan okay evidently
0: not not anymore and when i got to thinking about it it's like a high energy why. claire or what yeah like a high energy yeah okay I never knew women were were like thought of as lazy, like that. that's a thing. Like I always thought they worked harder than us, that was the, we're like the lazy ones. We would have to get rid of this if it was called a lazy Chris, cause I w- that stereotype was so ingrained in me as a kid even that when they did like dad's career day at school and you had to talk about what your dad did or what he does, like talk about your dad, I said he comes home and just sits on the couch and drinks beer. He doesn't even drink beer. Like, where did I come up with that? That's ingrained (laughs) in my, you know what I mean? Society.
2: Married with children. Yeah, dude. That's what it was. Al Bundy and shit. Yep, yep.
0: So I actually, Lazy Susan, I'm fine just saying no more Lazy Susans, right? Playing the Hunger Games song for that. Go ahead, Reed. Play that Hunger Games whistle. I won't say it again, but I actually feel like we're misplacing the stereotype here lazy is the guy stereotype.
4: Yeah, we need, we need to change that term for sure. And then, Nate, you brought up another term at dinner that you thought was problematic.
5: No, I, so one of the bartenders kinda <laughs> said it in a condescending way when I ordered a Moscow Mule that we're not calling it that anymore. And I was like, calling what? And he was like, it's just a mule. You could just ask for a mule. We're not, we're not promoting them anymore. So, to my surprise, I didn't know that that was a particular thing that we were doing. I guess I understand what the times is going so, on, so you, so. but but it gets confusing for me because there's a lot of different types of mules, like right. when it comes to drinking. Kentucky so mule. That that brings up another Other issue mules. that if you're at a fancy restaurant and you say, "Let me just get a mule." Right, so we should just name it um, Greenpeace Mule. Yeah, or just name the ingredients. You're right. What are we going to rename Play- the the spinning shelf instead of... Okay, that's a good. A Lazy Chris. Fine, I'll take it, dude. Or why isn't it Why isn't it about- like High Active Susan? All right, so... Why don't we try to put oh, something Oh, you know why it's positive? bad? I
0: just got it. I just got it. I'm a moron. Did you know this the whole time? Why don't you just <laughs> correct me?
4: I, I I was interested in seeing what your mind was doing with this, but so I
0: really just realized it because I don't I'm not a stereotype guy, so I didn't realize that people were saying that Susan should be the one passing everything, because in my house I do that and my wife does it because we're we're partners, mm. so I totally missed the fucking point here.
4: You're just enlightened, and you wouldn't. Even. Well, I don't I don't
0: think about things that way exactly. That's right. So we should call it an active Susan. No, we should call it a
4: a. Good friend table. table just call it top. a rotating tray. Rotating. Just, tra- just take the names out of it.
2: Rotating tray, that is useful. That's fine.
0: But Hunger Games, Lazy Susan, and... I got another Mar- thing. I got another thing we need yeah, to Hunger Games. We were insane, talking about dude. this.
4: We were talking about like Insanity. stuff that we got to stop saying or that people should stop saying. And I was saying when I was teaching kids that were like in middle school and high school, when they were describing something that is bad... Like, oh, my mom says I can't go out this weekend. The friend would say, oh, that's AIDS.
2: <laughs> oh, shit.
4: What? Yikes. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then what the like, fuck
0: is wrong with kids? I've been sitting here. What else, Matt?
4: Like, if you go on Twitch and watch uh, some of these, like, teenagers play video games at the high level and they die, they'll be like, oh, this fucking game is AIDS.
0: Bro, like, calling outfits AIDS and stuff, dude. Yeah, like, what that is fit is AIDS. What is with AIDS. kids now, dude? I'm sitting here doing a podcast and my number one concern is always, oh, God, what if kids are listening? I don't care. You guys are calling things AIDS online. That's like your that's your slang, dude. AIDS.
4: And I'd like those kids to know you're all going to hell.
0: You're all going to hell, dude. You're going to be sitting in hell just burning like a little marshmallow. And you're going to be like, how the hell is AIDS? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Connection sucks down here. I can't play COD.
0: Fucking assholes, you're terrible. This is the, I feel like a boomer, this is the worst generation. The greatest generation is the one that had car phones. You guys have graduated, you went straight from car phones to calling things AIDS on a live video game stream. So I was saying, I like where their head's at, but that's a terrible disease, man. That's not something you can joke about. How about we come up with something In studio here that's like that but it's not so fucking awful like tuberculosis is anybody dying of tuberculosis anymore no that's tetanus that's tetanus bro that segment was fucking tetanus bro that's pretty good right
1: yeah dude right tb is the leading infectious disease killer in the world (laughs) because of of the third world
0: fuck me tetanus it's tetanus hey that's tetanus dude that's tetanus
2: <laughs> or hey that's that's no good
0: <laughs> no i think that's staff think, bro look at nate's look at fax's outfit today not today because i kind of your outfit well you get that's navy staff. blue and black you got navy and black going on black which is blue which so is good. that's the, a that's the no-no <laughs> Like A no doubt to who
5: sad, uh, certain people guy gets in guy gets in, Gary guy gets in G- GQ once in his career twice at t- oh twice yeah, easy and now he can he can call <laughs> people out huh
0: yeah well I wish GQ could see me now um, <laughs> but hey Nate yo black and blue that outfit's tetanus bro that's tetanus. <laughs>
2: I mean, you look at your respectfully.
0: shirt respectfully. Wearing you, black and blue. You were just throwing.
2: You were just talking about how you got to throw out that tetanus ass shirt you got on, bro. I don't know if I'm down with tetanus. Do we have a tetanus death, cowboy?
1: <laughs> what about staff? No, Definitely. I know people that got staff. Yeah. Tetanus claims uh, 213,000 to 293,000 oh. deaths worldwide each year.
5: <laughs> each year? God damn, <laughs> dude. There's that many people stepping on like rusty nails and shit. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like, 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 how, t- like there might be. There's probably other ways. I don't know. Like I'm being. I. I don't know. I just know that it was told when we were younger. Don't be stepping on nails and try not to and if you get and if you scrape something rusty, make sure you say something. For sure. Because
4: it's common gotta, knowledge.
5: Yeah, you gotta get checked for tetanus. Okay. But is that the only way you get tetanus? Is that like it can't be? Like with that with that number be No, in that I think
0: l- people I think that's what it comes from. I think tetanus always comes from something like that. That's Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta find something that doesn't affect people.
2: That's chicken pox. That's bad haircut. <laughs> I mean, that takes weeks to come back from. That's hemorrhoids. That's hemorrhoids.
5: That's a good one. Yeah, that's hemorrhoids. That's a good one. That segment
2: was hemorrhoids,
0: bro. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> the fucking, oh, man. The, <laughs> the visible kind. Yeah. Really this ankle.
4: Th- yeah, dude. I saw a sign that says uh, Hellfire Awaits. Did you guys see this on Twitter? The guy posting like all the reasons that you could like possibly that. go to hell. I hit a lot of them, unfortunately. What
0: were all the things? It was one of those, like, get one point. You yeah. Know, they're like, score one point yeah. for everything you've done. It's like all this stuff. What if those are undercover like ways to find out if you're going to hell, and they're like, gotcha. Well, they You got, thought you were bragging. You're punching your ticket to hell.
4: They have atheists, pot smokers, and porn watchers on there, so I don't know how many of those you hit.
0: None of them. Jesus. <laughs> Pro- Jesus uh, was properly rated. Only guy in here to say that. Uh, haven't watched porn today at all. Not true. And then uh, and then what was the other thing? Pot smoker.
4: Pot smoker. Yeah.
5: <laughs> as you <laughs> as you opened up your can
1: of dog walkers uh, to light another one.
4: Dog walkers.
1: What stood out from Sunday's game ones in the NBA?
5: Draymond going straight to podcast after being ejected after Their first game. He He was on a podcast? He has his own podcast. Oh, so he went right to the booth? He got ejected. Oh, that's great. And went (laughs) straight to the locker room or to this hotel room to hop on and to get ahead and start podcasting and (laughs) putting his narrative out. And his team ended up still winning. And it's just like to be a podcaster and an ex-athlete and seeing a guy that He's like, hey, I'm going to do this. I know people are going to hate this, that I'm podcasting while I'm playing in season, like real time. And there's a lane for that. And people would love to rather hear from the player and your perspective. So he's giving every He's cutting like that, out the middleman. He's giving yep. that fan base everything you would kind of want as a fan but of But let's his. talk
0: about what he did before he he did the noble thing in podcast. <laughs> do, 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 do we think it was ejection-worthy
2: make?
4: No. No, he did not deserve to get kicked out for that. It's a pretty easy flagrant one.
2: Yeah, they're going they're 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 going overboard. And then common fouls are flagrant ones in these playoffs. It's odd. I agree. I agree
4: with you, but not
0: on yesterday. And I'm I love Draymond, but like at the same time, I feel like what he he went he went to do something really dirty and then in his head he remembered that it was oh fuck it's the playoffs and this is like right out there in the open and he was like oh i was just catching him like you can't grab somebody who's jumping up in the air i mean i'm not a basketball player but as an athlete if i leave the ground and somebody grabs me by my shirt it's really dangerous especially if there's hard floor and you're used to as a basketball player just putting your leg down to catch yourself
4: it's a dirty play but he didn't like follow through it like at your what you're saying is right like mid-play he realized what he was doing was way too dirty and like Tried to fix it. That's why it's definitely a flagrant one in my mind. But I feel like if he doesn't have the reputation of Draymond Green and all the things that he's done previously. So, what the
0: fuck are they doing about Chris Paul when he kicks people in the nuts? Bad oh, guy, Chris looking Paul. Looking the other way. What? So, yeah, is that because of his PA stuff?
4: It's a great question. Like, Chris Paul has a history of doing a lot of things that are.
5: He's dirtier, dirtier dirty. than That's Draymond. Right.
4: That's if right. All so, flagrant fouls are reviewed, so we'll see if the league office downgrades it to a flagrant foul one. And
5: that would be interesting to see. Well, listen, they got out
0: with the win, so they're fine. And that call at the end of the game on the jump ball, um, I mean, that's another one that people were talking about. Yeah,
4: I think that Memphis has to be really disappointed. Like You don't have Draymond for the second half. You're in a really good situation to win and then just got out-executed in the last minute by a more experienced team.
0: You know what the refs are talking about today is trying to figure out who Jack Harlow is. I didn't know who Jack Harlow was. I
4: didn't know who he is either, but I don't like him because he was messing with the camera lady's camera equipment while she's courtside. Like I don't Yo, like no, that. Yeah, Let her fine. do her job.
5: Don't talk, don't talk about Jack Harlow. He's, no, listen, if somebody he's, came he's, to Jack... He's a future great. He's yeah, okay, a future okay, great. Okay, okay, but he's I, in I, a good I don't know anything about Jack Harlow,
0: the, the person or any of that, or the artist, but if what's Matt saying happened, happened, then I think that's kind of fucked up because if somebody came behind... He was doing a show, and somebody came behind this and was fucking with this. And he was fucking with the soundboard. Somebody was fucking with his soundboard. He'd probably have him escorted out.
5: No, he's not that type. No. of No, no, he's not.
0: Like man, the the
5: <laughs> I'm gonna vouch for him right the here. The
0: big screen's a little off because somebody's fucking with your Augs cord behind the. You know what I mean? That's what. That's the equivalent to me.
4: Yeah, no, that's fucked up to just be turning knobs and unplugging shit on. Like, unless you know,
5: he warned her. If he was like, I'm gonna do something for, for I don't think way to, way to trigger TV. way to trigger Taylor back there with the equipment no, I mean, well, thinking look, about people unplugging. It's true though, <laughs> oh, dude. But it's true. Like if you're uh, like
4: let's say hypothetically that's like her first gig courtside and she thinks she's got a great opportunity for a shot and oh shit, camera's not working. I wonder why.
0: Well, I also think that um I also think that I don't care about the Bucks celtics uh, series. Mm.
2: Oh. So I've become addicted to um, player scoring totals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason Tatum, 20-plus. Grayson Allen, 11-plus. I can build my own bet on the win bet out. Oh, really? Mm. They scored 21 and 11, respectively. That was really? A, yeah, cash it. So
0: you'll have to show me where that is because I, I'm proud to say I haven't placed a single playoff bet yet.
4: The problem Jason Tatum's got is he was able to guard Kevin Durant pretty well because they're like similar size, similar body types, but Giannis is just too strong. Giannis and too the strong. way they're calling that series so far, if they let him play that physical, like it's Does just it over. go five? Probably five, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll go seven. The way he's making it sound, it's going to be like four or five. Gonna be like a sweet. Yeah, like they still over. have Chris
4: Middleton coming back. Like Drew Holiday was the second best player on the floor. I mean,
0: Chris Hall was the second best player on the
3: floor.
5: <laughs> but that's gonna be bad in the NBA. I'll take over five. So One. the Bucks, the Bucks are Bucks are going back to back. Then they're gonna they're they're we'll probably we'll I, I I'd,
4: I'd like them to come out of the no east.
5: no Phantom of the Opera coming the, back. What does that mean?
0: Phantom of the Flopra. Yeah. who got hurt and is gonna put a fucking mask on and flops.
4: Oh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's coming back, dude. He'll look like you did on the plane with that mask on. Yeah, Nate had a fucking hydrating mask on. It was
2: super. Take out your best players when you're up 30 with a minute to go. Yeah, it's bad. bad. I didn't like that.
1: There's a surgeon in LA who will make men taller, reportedly between three and five inches in height. Costs $75,000. What do you think of short King's surgery?
0: Tom Cruise just announced he's out four to six weeks.
5: Uh,
0: (coughs) I feel like. All is fair,
5: dude. People are putting, you know, this gourds is, in their butt cheeks. This is like, the male BBL. You know, are, yeah, BBLs. This is the male this is the male BBL. Like all the women are going and getting like that extra fat pushed from like their stomach to their butts yeah. and their thighs and evening things out. And it's like a doctor, one of these male doctors, like, hey, we gotta get something for dudes, like for us. And this is it. I like, do
0: I do feel like this is like tall king appropriation a little bit though. Like I'm a tall king. I earned this. I've been doing this. But I did been, you but
5: wait, but did I you did earn, earn it? This.
0: Yeah, I grew. Me.
5: The, I mean, I but did you greens. earn it though?
0: I grew, dude. Me. Yeah. I'm uh, the one who grew. Who grew? Uh. Who grew? Who grew, bro? I guess. Me. <laughs> I grew my whole life, dude. Okay? Like I'm a tall king. I don't like I earned that. I don't need other people infringing like, they need to wear some sort of, like, I'm a artificial tall king. Because it is a little scary.
2: What are we doing? Are we inserting rods? What are we doing? Yeah. It's got to be a painful surgery. Yeah,
5: it's rods, but it's a process that, like, it's like a six-month recovery. Not going to be a tall athletic king with rods inside you. I mean, there's like, a lot of people with, a, with with rods, and <laughs> you get surgery, and you get things put in. I'm sure, I'm sure no, it'll but work out. No, not, like,
0: extension rods that make me, like, taller You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna be able to just be like, oh yeah, you're tall, let's go play basketball. Or like, let's go jogging. Like, I'll be able to tell if you have the rods in your femur. It's it's going around.
4: Would it be okay for an athlete to get this surgery? Like, let's say you're like, six, nine center, and you want to be like, seven, one. Can you take six months off, do the surgery? A new Tommy
0: John. Aiden Hutchinson goes in and gets a couple rods on his arms, he's the best prospect ever. Talk about a long arm, dude. Interesting. I just think that you know, like, I'm totally fine with it. You got to do you, but at the same time, like, I'm doing me, and I'm
5: an original from, talking. From <laughs> reading it, from reading like the procedure, it seems like it would be extremely painful. The the recovery and like the feeling yes. of your back like being stretched constantly after they put those rods in, Yeah, that doesn't
1: sound like it would be worth it. Francisco Lindor turned a great double play against the Phillies while he was mic'd up. He was mid-interview, turns a double play. What do we think of the MLB's mic'd up interviews?
0: I thought that was so cool. I, I was just like, yeah, I think I'll watch the Phillies for a second so I know who's on the team and that sort of thing this year for the big playoff push. Dude, I love it. I mean, I really do love it. This is gonna keep me watching this game for two, three innings. And honestly,
2: I think they're looking for like decades.
0: Well, yeah, but if they do it every night, I'll watch three innings a night. I mean, over time, that's a cumulative effect of decades of baseball, dude. So, I mean... It was cool, there's no doubt it was cool. Dude, the guy caught a fucking ground ball. Yep. He was mid-sentence. He was like, yeah, you know, guys, I was like, boom. Caught a ground ball, turned double play, and then fucking he's speaking Spanish to like his other middle infielders, and they're like, what did that mean? And he's like, well, I told him X, Y, Z. like Different things strategically that I never would have heard. And I don't care how much you think you know about baseball, because somebody was in my mentions, and they were like, true baseball fans don't want this. And I'm like, you just don't want more fans because... Not only are you gonna get more fans, but you're also gonna learn more about your game. Like probably you don't know some of the things that this guy's talking about. This is where it's funny. Like I wouldn't want anybody asking me questions, like period, probably, but in the batter's box, like he was warming up and they were like, So typically, what do you like to think about in the batter's box? And I was thinking to myself, like, not this fucking interview, (laughs) right? But he struck out, of course, comes in the in the dugout, he'd struck out earlier or something, and they were like, Oh, what happened there? (laughs) You know, that kind of thing and as he's answering he does the he looks over at probably his sid or whoever the guy is uh and gives him the let's hurry up and the uh the thumb throat slash not the like drawn out one but like it's over so like you were like is that the did he just tell them like he's had enough <laughs> it was annoying to answer a question about and I, I don't know how I'd be able to handle it. You gotta be really fucking good to take that assignment. I didn't like being mic'd up in the NFL cause I just didn't want to look like too cool and you know, play bad with a mic on. Yeah, but you fans love confident. the mic'd
4: up section and I think it makes a lot of sense. Like if you watch any of the baseball from Japan where it's incredibly popular, they do all kinds of fun segments with the players, make it into a huge show. So I would like to see baseball go that direction.
5: I say more. I say less. Nate? I say more
0: <laughs> okay good that's awesome <laughs> we will be back thursday with a, a a huge guest you don't even know who it is yet take care
4: mm-hmm.